Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts the scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about Christian living in unity, so let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Nonegations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. That was pretty cool, Dad. Yeah, I know. How you looked at the camera and pointed? Because I'm a cool type of dude. <laughs> Stop that right there. <laughs> you gotta look nice to be nice. <laughs> and, and you know, honestly, that it makes no sense. Like... What does looking nice have to be do with being nice? When you look nice, you feel better and you act better. Well, at least some of us do, right, Ayla? Mm-hmm. But like, be nice though. That was corny. Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get the fist bump on camera. Uh, um, but the be nice. So <laughs> if I look nice, I'm a be nice to people. <laughs> there is a little correlation there. Where? Help me find it. In In other words, he don't look nice, so he's not nice. Well, I don't know about that one. But the. (laughs) Ooh, Ayla, take it up for her man. (laughs) But, no, but I think there probably is, like, you could make a connection there. Not, and as far as a personality trait, but maybe a, like, case by case basis. If you you are feeling good about yourself, you're more likely to be nice to other people. I suppose. <laughs> um, Ayla also has something that she does that makes no sense. This is this song that she sings that does, and it makes zero sense. Bushel in a pack. No, because it's not. It's not. It's not it a is thing. A song. It's not. Sing it. <clears throat> no. What? <laughs> Why? Because I am not a singer. I okay. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I think I know the words. I don't know the words in any. That I don't know the words in any song. You know that? Because you're a heathen. No, <laughs> it's, it's um like I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around your neck, a hug around your neck, and some Brussels in the sheet or something. What like that. Brussels? <laughs> it's so. What is it then? And a, a barrel and a heap. A barrel, a barrel and a heap, a barrel and a heap, and I'm talking, talking in my sleep about you, about you. Cause I love you, a bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck, I do. And then this is the almost, Dad, almost. This is this is what goes next. This is what goes next. I'm like Ayla. What does that even mean? What's a bushel and a peck? This song is by Frank Loser. Bushel and a peck. Oh yeah, he had his greatest hits out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anywho, as usual, Ayla, how was your week? It was good. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot, <laughs> as usual. Yeah. Okay. This is for you. Is this a song? Bro, what? A hug around the neck and a barrel and a heap, a barrel and a heap, and I'm talking in my sleep about you. 
who 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 wrote that? Um. Well, that one was Doris Day. She sang that song, Doris Day. Okay. But uh, the writer, it says, is Frank Loser or something. He must have been on some drugs. It's a real song. I didn't make that song. Make but you know what? This playing, I I can see Doris Day in a movie doing it because we used to watch Doris. Who the heck is Doris Day? Uh, It's way before your time. Actress in the fifties. Yeah. Oh, that's why he knows. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I watched those. I watched all those. Those are like my favorite movies to this day. Or like I was watching that that one time uh, show that came out, Mister Olympic. Don Knotts, mm-hmm. where he fell into the water and he became a fish. Well, I I didn't watch. I, I watched, don't even know what that is. What I watched that. Mm-hmm. Golly, that's when movies were good. Yeah, and shows were good. They're not good now. I watched all of those with my grandmother, and she would have them on VHS. And every time I would go over to her house, that's what I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched all the older movies. Yeah, this is. <laughs> It's just dark now. A lot of the shows that come on now. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of like. It's, it's a lot hard. of like. Yeah. It's it, hard to find one that is not, and I'm like okay with having Des in the room, like even just listening to it. And obviously, I know he doesn't understand it all, but it's still like, well, I don't want that on in my house. There's a lot of symbolism, and I guess in movies now. Yeah, you need a shower after watching. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so w- w- when you watch movies like that, do you feel? Do you feel some type of way after watching the movie? Like, is there something that you have to, you feel like you have to do to get right with God after watching like a wild movie like that? Some of them I, I, I turn off. Mm-hmm. You know, you know because I some do. of the stuff in there. They're yeah. kind of. Well, I used to watch movies <laughs> with him. Oh, those movies? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but I used to watch like. Scary movies and like, which I never liked. By the way, I did never. I never liked them. He forced me to watch them. Mm. And force is kind of wild. Like that's not okay. He happened. couldn't physically force me, but he would be like really, really trying to get me to watch him. And I would watch him because I wanted to appease him. Like, so your week is bad because he forced you to watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I don't watch him anymore. I just tell him no. But I used to like four years ago. Watch them with him. Well, like they're entertain. Like I can discon. Like the reason why I stopped kind of. I haven't watched a scary movie like that in a while. And the reason why I kind of stopped like asking Ayla to watch them and stop watching them is because me personally, I can disconnect from a movie. Like I don't need to know the backstory. I I can I can look at a movie and be like, oh, this is just a movie. Ayla, on the other hand, I can't say the same. Like she gets very involved and very. Like, I tuned into the movie where she has to know, like, the back characters, why they chose the movie. Same with the books. What the, what the movie the is about, what the producer, what was on the producer's mind when he made the movie. Like, well, because, first of all, okay, I'm going to sound like a real, like, conspiracy theorist here, but they do include things in movies. For instance, the most recent Thor movie, okay, there's literally a clip of the directors pointing out all the satanic symbols on the buildings. Okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, for all my, what do you say, Satanist or something? Mm. All my Satanists out there, this is this and this and this. And I'm like, they put th- they put things in movies and then we let our kids watch them. And we let, like, it's just not. 
I don't know. I still can disconnect from it. Like I just be like, okay, this is a movie. This is the with this maybe the person's agenda, but I understand where to think about this stuff. That's just me though. But mm-hmm. um, I understand that like not everyone does that, and so that's why I don't be like, hey, hey let's go watch this scary movie anymore. And I don't feel like I can even watch a scary movie now because I'm not I'm not groomed to do it anymore. So I feel like I'd be really, 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 really scared watching a scary movie. So yeah, but that's the p- reason why like I don't like be like, hey, hey let's go watch this movie because. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If I watch a scary movie, I'm probably um, staying up hmm. for a while. Not me. I sleep like a baby. <laughs> I'm knocked out. I am getting better about scary things as far as not letting it like really, really, really intensely scare me. But I still have a hard time. Do you think that's a part of, I know this may be a horrible plug, but do you think that's a part of Christian living too? Is like shielding yourself from doing different things like that or is it more of those things like we talked about before on the podcast like you have to know yourself and then your spiritual strengths and weaknesses and other people too because if you don't have a problem with it but she's weak in that area and vulnerable you know you don't want to suppress they said they said, don't want to watch the movie Doris Day said, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the thing. You don't want to open that doorway. What is the scripture um, that he's talking? I think it's Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul is talking about um, uh, eating food. Maybe it's Peter. Right. It's oh, Peter. That, it was oh, Paul. Yeah. Paul. He said, eating even though we, uh, I don't mean nothing. He, to us. Right. He that said, we know that the food a is weaker done. brother. Yeah, yeah, we should not necessarily do it right. because it could lead somebody else. Into That's it. why I don't do it. I yeah. would like, <clears throat> I like watching scary movies because it's fun being scared sometimes. But that's why I don't do it because I know like Ayla don't really like it. Keep her up at night, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting better at separating it, but at this point, I've been doing it for so long that it's like, why even do why it? Why even look at it? Like, I have no. I didn't like him in the first place. And then my reason was I didn't want to do it because it was like protecting my eyes and ears and things that would make me feel Mm -hmm. not in line Mm -hmm. with God or bring fear into me or something like that. And then now it's just like, I've been doing it. I don't care to watch it. Like I really don't. And I don't know. So I have a question. Um, You didn't ask me how my week was. I really don't care. I know. (laughs) But before I ask, I guess before I ask my question. My week was good, so. Okay. (laughs) I didn't get a reward this week. That's a shocker. (laughs) But you have some recognition, though. Uh, Go ahead and talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, At work, um, for the whole month, uh, we have what they call the AARG, uh, African American Resource Group at the company and they recognized me and during the last week they interviewed me for black history month because I was one of five African-Americans who was the first to win a gold medal in the Pan American games. And they talked about uh, me being a published author now. Mm -hmm. Told you some every week is something. He may not have got a plaque. (laughs) He got a whole video. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But my question is, okay, so, we're talking about Christian unity today, and we're also talking about like Christian living. <sighs> okay, let me see. Make sure I fr- in this in my head it sounds right, but let me frame it so it makes sense. So, what if you have someone who is a Christian that is doing something that causes you weakness, 
and you have to disconnect from that Christian. And that Christian that you're disconnecting from has a certain view on you because they're like, oh, this person's being judgmental. This person's doing, um, I don't know, whatever that thought process is, if that makes sense. What is your thought process and how do you address that to that Christian? I think it's all about communication, even in relationship, like in a close relationship with you or mm-hmm. my close friends is that in order for them to not feel like you're being judgmental, you don't give them a place to assume that you are. Mm-hmm. So my way of going about that is, hey, this is the way that I'm trying to live. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just can't participate in these things right now because it's it doesn't line up with my goals. Now, is there a certain point where you have to address that Christian like, OK, this may not be something that you should do. And that, does that really depend on like what's being done? Like what is the level of that? Of Is it the level of quote unquote doing stuff outside of what God tells you to do or what you should do? Um, Matthews 18, um, starting at verse 15. He said, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his faults just between the two of you. So whatever that thing is that you consider uh to be sin you bring it up to them that's the way we are christians we supposed to handle those things so it says so it says sins against so i just pulled it up matthew 18 starting at verse 15 verse 15 i went too far um 15 15 if your brother sins against you mm-hmm. why you why is it against what do you mean you by just said your question was if somebody did something to you no, it Not, was if somebody's doing something and then you find yourself like the partic- movie, like participating, yeah, and you, it's like it, like the movie situation is probably perfect. So like, I will, I'm watching a scary movie and Ayla um, can't watch a scary movie, so she uh, this uh, she moves away from doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a, where's the point where Ayla comes to me and be like, Daryl, you may not want to do that? Or is there a certain point to do to, to when you get to that? Well, think about us. When you guys put on watching some of them movies, Grudge mm-hmm. or whatever and stuff, I never watched them with you. Yeah. You but know? the question is, is, like, is there a point where you come to us and be like, you shouldn't be watching this either? I said, be careful what you put in your head. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Because some people, like you said, it doesn't bother them. And then I know some people who who strong in the word and their faith that they watch them to be able to conversate mm-hmm. with some teens. Yeah. You know, I've seen people who who've done that. You know, like in a, when we had our, our teen church, children's church, mm-hmm. they were able saying, "Hey, this type of stuff." may not be the best for you. Yeah. And, and they watched it or they experienced it, you know, to be able to touch on certain points. Yeah. But I just don't watch those type of movies. Now, if, you, if, you, if there's a, a vampire movie and they're doing martial arts and stuff in there, you know, kicking vampires behind and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you love Blade. I, you, <laughs> yeah. you watch see, some Blade. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, 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 that stuff there. And that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. But the, the real demonic type stuff, I don't even do that. And see, now what they're doing is it's gotten so bad now that some schools, elementary schools, are allowing 
drag shows in the elementary schools. Yeah, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Now. And so what are you now putting in kids impressible at the impressible age? What are you putting in their head? I had, I watched this, speaking on just the elementary schools and like Christian living, I guess. Um, I had watched, it was a Christian teacher who she had posted about um, getting fu- released from her job as a teacher at this um it was a middle school in California because she would not um, call them by the pronouns, not by pronouns. No. So like um, she would not participate in letting trans children go into locker rooms. Of them. Um, trans children. Yeah. So like if a, a, a girl starts identifying as a boy. Mm hmm. Or let's do the opposite because it was the opposite that was most debated about. So if a boy mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, identifies, identifies as a, as a girl, mm-hmm. they now are allowed in the girls' locker room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she wouldn't allow that because of the genitals mm-hmm. and the exposure necessarily to the other children. Okay, mm-hmm. so she got released because of that. And mm, um, so, and they said that they could not. The reason she was released is because they could not accommodate her religious beliefs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going over to Key Bank and I'm going to identify as a millionaire. And I want money because I identify as a millionaire. Does that make sense? I mean, the idea is that that trans person would feel um, objectified in some way or like set apart. Yeah, it made it feel different. But as a parent, and as just even as a parent, not even necessarily as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Christians, obviously, there's other reasons, but as well. But as a parent, I don't want my daughter being exposed to male genitals early on. Yeah, I, yeah. Regardless of regardless of uh, what that person identifies as, yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't want that exposure for my daughter, or <laughs> vice versa. I don't want my son to be exposed to female genitals. Early on. Yeah. Is it the school's place to do that? Well, I guess there are, are some type of laws in California. Yeah, no, California. So yeah. your, uh, your analogy, though, the millionaire, I feel like it's a little different in a sense, but I understand where you're going with it. But yeah, like what Ayla said, it's like, it's more so like, I don't know. I just don't want, like you say they're in third grade. I just don't want no third grade coming here, coming to, coming, or third, our third grade coming home and be like, hey, I saw this. What does this do? And all this other stuff. That's just, you know, that's, I feel like, we have that conversation later down the line, but as a third grader, I don't think you don't need need that. And that's what I feel with all these like shows that are putting out like, you know, the women and women relationships, men and men relationships. I like, okay, that's one thing, but for me it's just like I don't just don't I just don't want like sex sexual anything to be associated to like these shows. So like even like mom and dad like you know whatever like i Mm -hmm. why does there have to be sex involved in everything and i think uh, coming from christians that's going to seem very prudish of us to like normal people like to people that don't have the same views but that's the thing is that i do think that sex is a priority in our culture way too much yeah you know you should make a priority right now what not to kick the camera. Hold on, stay right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she kicked the camera way I over didn't. there. She get she get she she getting fired up, Dad. <laughs> she getting happy feet. But I do, and I think that 
actually intimacy has has gone way down. Like maybe sex has gone up, but the intimacy has gone way down because our culture doesn't value that as much. It's uh, it's on demand so easily. So you know how we were talking about when to correct someone and when not to correct something? Mm-hmm. Does that change with situations like this? Just say that someone's not following biblical principles or something that, you know, we were like, okay, the Ten Commandments or what God tells us, what not necessarily the Ten Commandments, but what God tells us what to do and what not to do. Is it hypocritical of us to choose for, like, Ayla not to confront me about watching a movie that can mess somebody else up and not criticizing me about something I or criticizing me about something I'm not following in the Bible. Is that hypocritical? Does that make, does that make I think sense? we need to discuss those things. Um, and like when we were talking about John 17, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus said that he is praying to the, to God, the father. And he said, he wants his disciples, his followers to be as one, just as they are one. Mm-hmm. So that's one in thought, one in deed, one in speech, you know, based on him, his perspective. And so when we, when things like that come up, we should discuss them. Um, I think the challenge today, because we have one, we'll take a mindset because of a one issue and we don't consider, you know, other issues or, or understand that it all started from someplace because Back in my day when I was little, we came up like the Lucille Ball show. And she was married, actually married to Desi Arnaz, who played her husband in the in the show, mm-hmm. or the Dick Van Dyke show. And when they had a camera went to the bedroom, you had two beds in there. And when they went to bed, they slept in separate beds. My grandparents mm-hmm. did that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, they said, okay, we have them sleep together. And then when they start sleeping together, at some point you start to see them intimately kissing, and then you know what I'm saying. It yeah, just it's snowballed. just like a progression, right? Yeah. And what they're doing now, and that's how with with the different movements today, is like the frog in the pot. You slowly turn the heat up mm-hmm. because if it was hot when you drop them in, they jump out. So what they're doing is slowly dripping this stuff to it so we become conditioned to it so is it wrong was it wrong for those movie companies to do that with the two beds is that wrong to do that because that's kind of like the same thing right yeah culturally they did sleep in like two beds yeah but like is it wrong to start introducing or is that just more of a thing of it's like this is what society's doing right now and this is just what real life is Sure. I mean, that's that's what they say. But what is the their motive behind that? Yeah, but because I was, I was just about to say, because even if that is the case, it's like, OK, this is people aren't sleeping in two beds anymore. People are sleeping in one bed. You can kind of say the same thing with the movement, like, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm pro like for the movement, but like to use that to be like, OK, this is OK. Like, you know, the slow progression to this is OK, oh. but showing like, you know what I'm saying? No, but I do think that. Yes, I think cult- like culturally we've progressed necessarily, I guess, on our own. But I mm-hmm. do agree with the fact that media has a large effect on that. I mm-hmm. think we can see that even through history with what Hitler did mm-hmm. and how he pushed his agenda through media mm-hmm. and how believable that became and how um, like mind-bending that came to the rest of the culture around him. Mm-hmm. You also see that. In marketing, obviously, they use the same tactics. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not that it doesn't exist. <laughs> I use it you all. The, I use it every day. 
Yeah. So <laughs> like, no, I do. I yeah. do every single day. I use it. I know what my demographic likes and what they like to see and what to get them in the gym, and that's what I post. And, well, I, yeah. I remember the first movie, and it was it was it was popular because it was the first movie that actually showed blood. Because in the cowboy movies back in the day, you didn't see blood. They <laughs> shot them and they fell. And <laughs> you're old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was called the Wild Bunch. And that's the first time when they shot, you saw blood. Yeah. You know. Was that, w- let's walk through your feelings with that. Like, <laughs> I'm not making a joke. Okay. You want me to lay on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. Just, this thing, you were watching shows and you seeing people get shot and they're just going, oh, oh, and they're falling, nothing's coming out. What was your thought process when you seen like, like a brain in a movie or like blood coming out. It like, was like, whoa. Then you start talking about it to people. And then people who didn't see it now wants to the, see it. They go watch it. Yeah. Right. Hmm. But think about that because uh, we're excited about something. We saw something we never saw before. Why don't we as Christians do that with the life of Christ and how he changed us? Because we're viewed as boring, Dad, sometimes. We're not, they, people aren't exciting as us three. You know what I mean? Like, we, like they no, look at really, it. Really, it is, especially in our age group and younger, that mm-hmm. it is like you're a square. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't participate or if you're not involved in the culture, you're not, you are like a square. You're not invited to anything because they don't think that you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it is isolating experience. But when something happened in their life, who do they call? Me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that Ayla, is true. Ayla's phone gets wrong when things, and when, that, everything, when everything's good, Ayla, you know, she don't be getting hit up. But when something go bad, Ayla. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I've come to an ex- understanding yeah. as I've developed in a relationship with Christ that that is, that's just kind of how that happens because I understand that my relationship with Christ has put me in a place to be grounded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and not always be swayed by what is going around and to have, um, I guess, pure thinking when I, after I'm reading and after I know what he wants from me. Yeah. And so I kind of understand <clears throat> that I, my role now as a friend, as a Christian friend in my relationships. And so, I got, I kind of, I'm not going to say any names, but I kind of got scrutinized for this at one point. I really don't do this anymore, but music, uh, certain music songs I was listening to or whatever, uh, people would be like, why are you listening to that? But at the time when I was conversing with people like in the training facilities and in gyms I was at, I was relatable and people was willing to open up to me because of like, we had a connection, something to connect on. And so... My thoughts on that has kind of swayed, but is it wrong? And we kind of already addressed this, but is it kind of is it wrong to put yourself in those environments, or is it one of those things where it's like you have to know your strengths and weaknesses again? Because like right now, like I don't really listen to as much as like that 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 type of music anymore because I, I don't know, I just don't I just don't find it appealing or whatever, and mm-hmm. then like understanding like how my brain works and my how my brain thinks. It just doesn't work for me anymore like it did before. But I'm also more mature as far as my personality. I'm able to bring out conversations in other ways. So I don't need to find relatable. Like, I'm not as socially awkward now. Like, But for someone that may not, that may need help to get to a point to make someone comfortable, to be able to talk to them about, like, Christian living and 
things that they can do and shouldn't do, how God tells us to live. And then also being able to explain like, okay, this is that, but you have to be able to disassociate these certain things. Is that okay to be in that place? Or should Christians be like strict cut? Like, no, I should not do this. Um, be that quote unquote boring Christian. Uh, I'm, I don't know what you mean by boring, but if you, if you read how Jesus addressed the crowds and if he deal them with people who were in agriculture, who were farmers, he gave analogies based on that, mm-hmm. you know, the tares and the weeds and stuff like that. But I think our challenge of it is as Christians, we're so quick to say right or wrong. And, and the Holy Spirit's job is to change them. Mm-hmm. And I think what we should do in our mindset should be as the primary focus is, is what is it about Jesus that's so great that made me change? Dang, that's low key fire, dad. You know what I mean? So it was something about him that changed me from wanting to knock somebody upside the head, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that stopped me from using foul language. Yeah. You know, it was something in, in explaining that. And so if you look at the commercials today, they present a problem, a gap mm-hmm. of something. And and if you got a headache and the, the commercial is about uh, aspirin, they present the headache, a person with a headache, migraine or something like that. And then they say, hey, this will solve that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way we should do with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, when your friends come to you with those problems, with that challenge, whether it's relation or whether it's finance or whatever, we was like, hey, I had the same situation, but I read this in John mm-hmm. or I read this in Philippians or Isaiah and that helped me. Now you're promoting what Christ did, his word. And now you're validated because they're coming to you for the help. Exactly. We talked about this multiple times when it comes to like business, like, you know, yeah. doing things like people are not going to listen to you at first. But when you when they like don't know what to do and they come to you and ask and you can right. show it like, yeah, we've talked about that multiple times. But here's here's I think here's the 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 foundation of that. When you tell them, look what I learned in John chapter 17, Jesus said we should be one and the world will know that we are his by the unity that we have. Mm-hmm. Now that you're not giving them your thoughts or what you think, you're giving them what God said. Mm-hmm. And so you're pointing to him and edifying him. Yeah. But we're so quick to say, I don't think or this you shouldn't do because mm-hmm. of this. Do you feel, though, that because I've found myself in these situations, I do reference God. I do. But when I do reference God, it's almost like I see something in them be like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Wait, but that, re, re, wait yeah, repeat that for me saying. again. Oh, OK. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Repeat it. Like if I am giving advice to one of my friends that's not a not a Christian. Right. Not like um so if they're not a Christian and like they ask me or they call me or whatever and they're wanting advice and then like I start talking and then if I reference God, it's like something in them is just like shut off to the Oh, they just like, like stop listening. Off. It's like, okay. That, oh, that doesn't apply to me. That's not unusual at all. I mean, did everybody listen to Jesus? No. No. And, and the biggest thing is uh, we would generally say, well, God – did this and God did that. Take them to the word. So when you ain't around, maybe they'll go back to his word. And now God, when they pick it up or if they're reading it, now God can speak to them. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And so we have to understand, we have to take the focus off of us and put it on Christ. You know what, um, you know how you said earlier, like we all, why was the, what was the reason why we decided to choose God? Mm -hmm. You know what mine is? You guys (laughs) might beat me up on it, but comfortability. I don't know. Like, you've always said that, and I feel like this could be, this is my strength and also my weakness, is that I tend to do things to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Which, to a certain extent, I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> um, Tell you that all the time. In yeah. athletics, you you satisfied with being good. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's I think that's why my faith is what it is, is because I think I have an understanding of what God can do with me. I'm comfortable with that. Like I'm comfortable with putting my life in God's in God's hands. So in certain aspects of life, like yeah, that could be bad. Like when it came to like training for football or whatever, I did what I had to do to be comfortable, but. I don't think football was my route here on earth anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's the stuff kind of – and I, I would say doing the stuff that I'm doing now is the intro to what God is trying to get me to do. But um, I think comfortability is like – I don't know. That's what cho- made me choose God because like with understanding God and God's love, I can be comfortable in any season that I'm in. And we have talked about it before like um, – um, like some people go through hard times or whatever and they freak out, but like, I'm okay. Like Ayla and I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like when I was at the other gym, there was months where on paper, as far as bills and expenses goes, I was in the red, but everything got taken care of. I don't really understand how, well, God, I understand how God did, but like, I never really was just like freaking out because I don't know. I've just always been comfortable that God is going to provide and God is going to, you know, be there for for me. So that's kind of why, like, I chose God, because understanding and loving God is just comfortable for me in my everyday life. Do you think he wants us comfortable? <sighs> I, yeah, I, really, though, really, in your circumstance, though, I don't know if comfortable is the right word. No, maybe. Yeah. I begin my words mixed up sometimes, Ayla, so maybe. <laughs> well, well, think about this. If you operate in your comfort zone, that's not what I, that's, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's not what I mean. I just mean as far as my feelings, emotional goes on different aspects. I don't really, I'm not saying like the things I do, I only do it to a a comfortable level, except for football. I did that to a comfortable level. But as far as emotional, if I walk into a situation where most people will get like beat up on. I'm f- I'm fine because I'm comfortable with understanding that God is providing. I don't think comfortable is the right word. For well, that well, let's, let's stick on that comfortable. Well, whatever level you're talking about. Okay. You going into a place and you sharing Jesus with somebody. Yes. Okay. okay. That may not be comfortable. It may or may not be comfortable. But I think God puts us in situations sometimes that we are uncomfortable. And the results will come about in no way that we can get the credit but him. That's what I mean. In that situation, I'm comfortable with being in that situation. Like <laughs> I know it sounds crazy and it's like a lot of words and whatever, but I think Ayla might be right. It might be the wrong word, mm-hmm. but I am comfortable with being in an uncomfortable situation. Okay, I see what you and mean. And so now. when I was saying like, um, <clears throat> like before when I feel like I had to connect the people through like the music or the – I don't need that. Like, I'm okay with being that guy that be like, oh, you do this and you do this, that, and the third. Or well, we do this. I'm okay with being in that in that realm now because I'm very confident in my like myself and my relationship with God. Does that make that sense? That confident, I think, is, is a better word. 
I would well, use or all right, a biblical trusting. word. Like Paul says, whatever state you're in, be content. Yes, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the right word. Is it bad that I just want to keep saying comfortable because you guys tell me it's not the right word? <laughs> well, that's you. It you, makes it. You're it not makes saying humility. Saying, <laughs> it makes what you're saying a little bit confusing. I understand your point, but yeah, the actual word doesn't. Like, yeah, I know. Like as I hear myself, I'm like, okay, that's why I was trying my best to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> well, is I, I, I think we as Christians. We have to understand that we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. But we are looking like the world today because the things that God says is is detestable, abomination, uh, impure, we're now accepting Mm -hmm. and saying is okay. And Mm -hmm. sometimes participating. Yeah. And so that makes us as Christians not unified. So actually, to kind of to that point, I have another. This literally happened Friday, and so I have uh, a client came in. It was talking about a family member of theirs, and this family member is, I'm gonna say what basically what they said: a die-hard Christian. Like they live strictly to what the Bible tells us to do, and then they're one of those people that's like, I'm not gonna watch any movies that show this, that, and the third in it. I guess the person to goes to this extent, they won't go to any establishment that sells alcohol because they don't want to put themselves in that realm and they don't support people getting like drunk or mm-hmm. and as far as even like technology goes, there's some things that they won't operate because certain things pop up on those things and they're like I'm not uh, I'm not supporting any of that stuff. So like to the, everybody else it's like okay, this person is a little extra or whatever. But as far as Christian unity goes, because technically by them dissociating themselves or disconnecting themselves from those things, there's nothing wrong with it. But also the people that do engage into it is also nothing wrong with it. As far as Christian unity goes, when Christians beat up on other Christians for doing things that's quote unquote extra, how do you guys feel about that? And how do you and how would you address that Christian who may be beating up on the other Christian for being a little extra? Well, I, I really don't know what you- mean by extra because i don't know the extent that person actually going or the reason why they don't use the technology and so Mm -hmm. it it could be a weakness on their part they i know somebody um who who pulled back from the technology and stuff because they had a problem with pornography Mm -hmm. and so that's why they did that Mm -hmm. so i don't know well i'll give you a little bit more a little bit more detail so this guy i guess is supposedly old school like Women should wear skirts down to your ankles. Women shouldn't wear jewelry. Guys should, like, operate. Like, all those guys, like, they have to operate all these certain ways. And I don't know if it's necessarily wrong, but it's definitely more so it sounds like an old school mindset. No, that's a misinterpretation of scripture. I was about to say, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but, like, it's technically nothing wrong with him feeling that way and dissociating himself from well, well, participating. Unless like you're that. forcing it on somebody else. But he, that but that's situation. the thing. He's he, that's the thing. He's not. He just doesn't do that type of okay. stuff. And his family member, not fa- I want to say his family members because I don't know where everybody else feels. But they are kind of like, oh, this guy is real extra, which it is extra. But should we beat up on him for like not going to a movie or not going to a grocery store because they offer whatever? Well, I mean. What's his reasons? Because when you said women not supposed to wear pants, mm-hmm. that's not biblical. Well, it wasn't pants. It was just like women well, jewelry be, and all that. No, well, yeah, jewelry and then um, like 
you should be like covered up, not very exposed, like wearing the real short shorts that the girls are wearing now well, and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that type of stuff. I, I can understand that. But biblically, men didn't wear pants. You know, they wore tunics. You know, when people's got the jury and when Paul, when they were talking about that stuff, you know, they were related to the prostitutes. They drew dress like that or they wore stuff like that to get attention mm-hmm. because they used to have temple prostitutes and stuff to entice the guys. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they was given instructions. Don't dress like that. You're now changed. You're a new person in Christ. Don't live like your old way. Yeah. And that's all, basically what it is. And although <clears throat> as women, I, as speaking as a woman and, and being, I guess in the world of that kind of dressing, <laughs> um, although it is not necessarily my sin. If you were to like have lustful thoughts after, well, obviously you're my husband, but like if you, if you weren't, then it's not technically my sin that you had less thoughts for me. You still, as a woman going into that situation, kind of know what you are enticing. The question is, though, like, <clears throat> when talking to that guy, how do you address that? If you do address it, what do you, like, can you even say, is it wrong to say something to that guy as far as, like, correcting? Like, Is he a Christian? Supposedly, yes. Is he a Christian? As far as I know. And you, he's doing extra. Yes. You know, he's not going here and he's not doing that, yeah. this stuff. And you're saying that me judging him on that, is that, is that wrong? wrong? Yes. You know, it, it, it talked about, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and, and it said, what business is of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are we not to judge those inside? Mm-hmm. But this person is not availing himself to certain things and lifestyles and stuff. So why would you beat him up on that? Because mm-hmm. you're trying to now to bring him into your world mm-hmm. into doing those things. And why you want to mess him up? Yeah. Yeah. You I know? would say <clears throat> yes. And I would say the outside perception would kind of be the opposite of that question. Is like that <clears throat> maybe some people that are more or think that they are more by, more by the book, mm-hmm. more by the Bible, like straight on may project onto others that aren't. Mm-hmm. I think that's an outside perception like of what the world has of Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but would that be wrong? So like on the other hand, you say that you go to a grocery store and you go to the grocery store that has alcohol in it or you go and watch a scary movie or something that has certain scenes in it or whatever. And he was like, as a Christian, you should not be doing that. Is he wrong for doing that now? One, alcohol, drinking alcohol is not a sin. I know, but like, like I guess the point of him is like this could entice someone to do it or this. like I'm not going to associate with a, a place that c- could be enticing people to do certain things. Like, I don't know. That's his choice. He has the freedom but, but in, in that. Is he wrong for criticizing? I don't want to say criticizing, but is he wrong for doing the same thing I said before? Is he wrong for doing that to you now because you do it? Like, if he were to come to you and be like, why are you in this establishment if yeah. you're a Christian? Yeah. Like, just like how the other way, if you was like, if you do it to him, like, you know, it's not. Is he is he wrong? If I'm him? in a store that sells alcohol. Yeah. Am I, and he's judging me on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's wrong. Mm-hmm. It, he's wrong. 
you know, because you go to Giant Eagle, they have a- alcohol, and he's like, ah, oh, you're not supposed to step foot in there. Mm-hmm. Where does that say that? At least you're consistent. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, <laughs> you look at when Jesus was at the wedding, you know, they ran out of wine. Yeah. He turned water into wine. They said it was the best wine. And people say it wasn't the fermented time. They said it. It was the best wine. Yeah, see, I don't know <laughs> I don't know too much about this guy's details or whatever and like his relationship with God and what he does and doesn't do. But I just thought that was interesting. Like But know. the challenge ain't with this guy judging people that that, you know, he's not doing this stuff. Yeah. The problem is people profess to be Christians who are doing this stuff. That's the <laughs> problem. Yeah. Because the word of God doesn't uh is not their foundation. It doesn't mean anything to them. And so it, and we we do things sometimes and we think God don't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was a problem with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They they put the, the law and in, in, in customs and stuff on everybody, but they wasn't doing it themselves. So this is my last question. Um, and this is this actually leads to that. And I know we're getting close on time, so we'll try to keep it kind of quick. But the people that were in the church that leave. And we're talking about building, like, Christian living and unity. The people that are leave and they leave because of certain things that, like you said, like, the Pharisees would say certain things, but they weren't doing it. Or, like, even in our church today, people say, like, oh, God is the, the God is this and that in my life. And then Saturday they're getting, like, toasted at clubs and they're talking certain ways or whatever. And people are leaving because they think the church is hypocritical. As far as Christian unity, how do we unify the church to keep that from happening and also to invite the people who are quote unquote church hurt. I know you hate that term, but to come back to uh, God, if that's even possible. Okay. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you act like we raise hands. <laughs> well, he, he like looked at me. So uh, I was uh, like, Oh, you, he was looking at you. And that's why I thought he was, uh. Uh, I was just looking at people. Like. <laughs> um, so I think, as Christians, it, it is we should look at every situation as an opportunity to share whether we think that it's going to land or not. Sorry, <laughs> whether we think that it's going to land or not. Um, if we have somebody in the church and we know that they're doing something outside of what is biblical, then like we said, we already talked about, but that should be addressed in some way. I think what in church hurt comes in is when we don't address it to the best of our ability, like either gently or just without compassion, I guess. I think sometimes as a Christian, especially if you've been a Christian for a long time, you sometimes forget where you were when you were in a situation like they're in. So like no compassion. Yeah. I think that's what gets us in trouble sometimes if we're addressing other people. Hmm. Um, I already know what you're about to say. No, you don't. Oh, okay. But should it be, is is the question kind of should it be accepted in the church or what are you, what is the actual question the question is like the people that's in that situation how do we keep church hurt keep that from happening which is i think is obvious is you know correcting it. but also how to bring back the people who may be church hurt to get to have the understanding like okay this is not how it's supposed to be 
when you say bring back, what do you mean? Bring no, no, the, back to the church, that church, or just in, just to God in general, whether like you know. See, I, I've had that happen, you know, recently too. People who left Providence, and I said, "Hey, what's happening?" And we get to talking. They bring it up. I don't. They oh, I had to leave because of this and because of that. And I said, "Look, if you're getting fed, okay, but think about." what God called you to do. You know, he called you to serve him, to use the gift he gave you to use it in the ministry for his glory. Now, if they were doing that at the church, say if they were doing it at Providence, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> maybe you can be a part of the change that it needs, mm-hmm. but you left, you know, cause a lot of people ch- church hop. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing goes wrong. They don't like something. Somebody sit in a pew seat or cut them off in the parking lot. <laughs> they go, you know, it's for whatever reason. But if God planted you someplace for a reason, you know, how were you serving there? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, who can make you move? I mean, you know, other than God. Yeah. Is that the reason for leaving? God moved him. That's wild, yeah. You know, it's or it's a personality thing, or you don't like the music, you know, mm-hmm. that type <laughs> of stuff, <clears throat> or somebody didn't mention your name when you did something, you know, all that type of stuff goes on. But what is your purpose? Why are you there? Why did Jesus save you? Yeah, and <clears throat> I wouldn't say to stay somewhere if you're not getting fed the right, if you're not getting fed biblically, mm-hmm. like. I think that's completely different than what he's trying to say. I'm just saying that for like listeners. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're going into a church and whatever's being taught is not biblical, it doesn't mean to stay mm-hmm. necessarily. But I don't think that's what he's talking about. You know what's no. crazy? What? Both of y'all got on no negations. Apparel, I was going to say that. And I don't have it on anything. Yeah, you're promoting your selfish thing, promoting your own company. Scott Hyphen is <laughs> training center, baby. Alliance, Ohio. <laughs> where, the, where the great gets greater. <laughs> no, but that you got on the classic no negations. You know, and I'm not going to yeah. lie. I don't know why we did that. Like, that's low-key ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here's my... Here comes Desi, man. Um, Here's my takeaway for this episode. Um, My takeaway is, um, one, I would say stay read up and stay, like, in your Bible so you understand what's biblical and what's not biblical. And then before criticizing anybody on what they're doing, making sure that you're in the right state of mind and then you're doing it the right way. That's my takeaway, I think, for this episode. Yeah. I would say similarly, um, trying to kind of go back to the scripture that we said in the beginning, it just looking at those Christians around you as a Christian, also as an extension of Jesus as well, and kind of uh, doing or teaching how he would. I think trying to put yourself in that position, studying how he taught, studying how he addressed people. Um, and, and trying to imitate that in a way would be a good thing. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think is is the scripture 
is where the foundation should be. And that way, whoops, I forgot to switch to you. There you go. Yeah, I'm used to it. The abuse, you know, <laughs> that's with the old guy. Um, and we want to try to move ourselves out um, a lot of times when we say, well, I think and I did this. And I'm, it's like, what did God do for me? You know, he took me from being someone who didn't talk, you know, right or respect people and and because of his word had made a change in me and so when we keep that as the foundation i think we will attract more people instead of taking our bible nunchucks (laughs) to folks Hmm. boom (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for tuning in to another episode of no negations podcast if this is your first time with us, we would love for you to subscribe to hear, hear our upcoming discussions. And if you want more information about this topic or others, go to www.nonegations.com. There you can review or print our show notes transcripts. They're great for personal or group Bible studies. And if you like what you heard today, look for that review button, clicking and leave us a review. Tell us what you loved about this episode or which episode you heard was your favorite. You can also suggest future topics that you want us to discuss. You can support us financially by ordering any of our Nonegations apparel or by donating. It helps us reach our monthly goals buy new equipment and provide good content and if you are in or near the canton ohio area you can purchase our our (laughs) apparel at blended located in belden village mall it's right next door to the macy's so check us out and if you're in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith we invite you to join the no negation social media community on facebook instagram and youtube while on youtube click the bell to subscribe like and share we would love to have you join us so until next time remember seek god first and never give up Deuces.